You're listening to Hattrick and Ramsey Unleashed, the people's podcast. We are here to rock the podcast world. What's happening, brother? It's the Hattrick and Ramsey Maniacs out there listening to our show. I say thank you very much, man. It's great. Now, let's start the show. Okay, thanks for listening to the Hattrick and Ramsey Unleashed podcast. Here is the Ramsey in the hot seat. I'm going to talk about some general bits and bobs been going on in the last few days, last few weeks. And let's, let's get kicking and rocking and rolling, man. So, uh, first I want to say a big, massive thank you to our listeners out there. Our Hatchik and Ramsey maniacs, brother. You've been pl- hitting the download button, hitting the play button on our podcasts and listening. Getting some good feedback from the Hatchik and Ramsey maniacs out there. Thank you very much, baby. So, what you gonna do, brother, when Hatchik and Ramsey runs wild over the podcast world, baby? So, Coming up, general news, what's been happening in the world. I've been on the coffee, bit too much caffeine's kicking in. I need to have the caffeine come down, man. It's mad. So, to my brothers and sisters out there, listen up to the show of the madman on the mic. Let's go get rocking, baby. So, what's been happening in the world, peeps? Okay. Dead man comes back to life at his own funeral. Blah, my goodness. Sitting there, your friend's dead. That's it. Your toast. Give you the insight of what happened here. A man, a doctor, she thought he died. He was basically smoking. He was obviously had a couple of drinks. He was out partying with his mates. This is in China. Smoking a cup. He smoked basically. This guy, he was 45. He went through two packs of fags a day. Cigarettes. This is for the people who are listening in America. We what we call what <laughs> basically what you call fags is a packet of cigarettes. We obviously you call them ciggies or cigarettes, um, or smokes. You can get a packet of smokes. <laughs> anyway, so he smokes two packs of cigarettes a day. He collapsed three basically collapsed three months ago while out with friends in eastern Chinese province in Hubei, um, Hubei, how it is. He was taken to hospital where doctors said he suffered some severe uh, cerebral hemorrhage, hemorrhaging. So, not so good. So, Pal, uh, Pal Boko, 40, said we had been having a few drinks, of course. We were smoking when he, he dropped one of his cigarettes on the ground. When he went, bent down to pick it up suddenly, he fell over unconscious. So, I mean, that's nice. Let's pick up your cigarette and carry on smoking it from the ground. It's, it's disgusting. Not that I would do it anyway, because I don't smoke. Um... So at first, we, at first his friends, he thought he was joking around, he was just a butt, he realised he was, wasn't breathing and phoned the ambulance, so ambulance pitches up. Um, he said, uh, basically his chance of survival, survival were less than 5%. After three months, he's, he phones Go, his wife, uh, Queen Mai, 40, got a call from the hospital to say he died. So basically, not, not sad news. So... They're preparing to bury him when the stunned family and friends heard him wheezing and then saw tears in his eyes. He was rushed back to the hospital where stunned staff took him into intensive care. The hospital spoke said, I've never seen anything like this before. He was now be he will now be kept under constant observation until he recovers fully 
and we will then be able to assess just how bad his brain damage is. He's likely, likely that his speech, memories and mobility will be severely affected though. So, not so good. So you just to pick up your flag, you, you, you basically pronounce toast, you're dead, and you end up coming alive at your funeral. Tell you something, talk about interesting my horror story, nightmares for a week or longer than that one. But interesting news. So, there's the next uh, new news today. And tell you something, a cure for the double chin. Are you starting to look a bit like Jabba the Hutt? So, uh, I have to say, yes, we all get a bit of chinny chins. We lose people who lose weight, even people who are quite skinny have a bit of uh, excess uh, flab underneath the, the, underneath the chin, just under that little bit in the neck, and you go, my goodness. Basic scientists, and obviously, so this is double chins are just a problem for over for overweight. Both fat and thin can be afflicted by what is technically known as submental fat. So basically, you could be as skinny as a complete rake, and you could have a little fat under your chin. So, but fortunately for those among you, uh, for whom the turtleneck and the scarf have become a cornerstone of your wardrobe there may be well be a solution. The parrying treatment means the double chin could be banished without surgery or dieting, scientists say. Scientists? There's got to be a scientist in there somewhere. So, the scientists have said an injection of ATX-101, just to make it, give it a good name, ATX-101. So what's the injection? ATX-101, man! Gonna get rid of my double chin! Great! So, a specially formulated chemical will kill off fat cells under the chin without damaging the surrounding tissue. So, not bad. So, it's a bit of a jabber. And if the US watchdogs approve the jab, European regulatory and European folk bodies could follow, meaning the treatment, which would be far cheaper than in liposuction, and other innovative procedures may be widely available on the market. So though Botox and other dermal fillers can plum, plump or smooth skin, the double chin is notoriously hard to banish. So if you take the ATX-101 as a version of naturally occurring chemical that helps the body to destroy fat, it works by disrupting fat cells, membranes, the US Food and Drug Administration have scheduled talks to decide on whether to approve the treatment with a ruling to be made in May. So, we could be getting rid of the double chin, which is not bad. So, the food uh, manufacturers, uh, Cathera Biopharmaceuticals, Inc., found in 90% of the 1,600 patients' sample size maintained a meaningful reduction in the submental fat after two years. So, Get ready for the injections, be joining the queue to get rid of the chins. And that's the chinny chin. That's that one for today. That's the next news story coming up. Okay, recently in Edinburgh, that's Edinburgh, Scotland, for the people who are listening to across the world, uh, there was a man who dared an armed robber at a bookies, a bookies which is a betting shop where people go in just to place a wee bet on the horses or the football, etc., just in case you're not sure what a betting shop is, but I'm sure you do because you're not daft. Um, a fearless 
Buki thwarted an armed robbery by mocking the thief and then asked it to be shot so he could claim compensation. Peter Morris, 50, who's been working behind a, a protected counter of the ferry road betting shop on Tuesday when the robber launched his ill-fated hold-up during a quiet spell at the uh, Scott Bet store, the thief casually strolled up to the plastic screen and handed over a betting slip bearing a message, Be quiet, fill, the ba- fill this bag with money or I'll shoot you in the face, chop chop. Mr Morris to- uh, told how he looked down at the large bag thrust under the screen before meeting the robber. Uh, Robert's panicked eyes, telling him, "Nay, danger!" With a shot, with a handgun aimed squarely at his chest, and Mr. Morris slowly tore up the, the threatening note before challenging the raider to shoot him. I told him, "Shoot me in the arm, and I'll get a lot, a lot of money." He said, "If you shoot me in the face, you're not going to get anything." He then uh, cocked the gun and pointed it at my chest. He said, "Go for it." He just, <laughs> he just then turned round and left the shop. Mr. Morris said his courageous response to the life or death ordeal was naturally instinct, but since more word of, of his heroics spread around the neighbourhood, he has become something of a, a local celeb. So, um, well, talk about guys got a set of balls, to say the least. Got a gun pointed at you, and, uh, you know what I mean? Wow. Uh, you're kind of just saying, go for it, shoot me. You know, talk about uh, changing the underwear, it comes to mind. On that one, so wow, courageous man in Edinburgh. To say, whew, crazy, crazy. My goodness, some people have obviously got more balls than some people. Uh, recent surveys, recently, you got these scientist surveys. They'll come out. They they rotate. They change their mind. They say that this is bad for you. This is now good for you. This is blah blah blah. So, a glass of red wine is equivalent to an hour at the gym. Says new study. So basically, you can sit in your ass, have a quick glass of wine, uh, and you don't have to go to the gym. Okay, that's interesting. You get up to... So, wow, okay. So, I love a good glass of vino, but hate hitting the gym to work it off. The news makes your day. Wow, so anything to get yourself fit without actually having to go to the gym. Research conducted by University of Alberta, Canada, was found that health benefits Resveratrol, a compound found in red wine, are equivalent to those that we get from exercise. Red wine over a heavy session on the cross trainer. Now that's something we can definitely get on board with. According to lead research, <coughs> excuse me, according to lead researcher Jason Dyke, these findings will help those unable to exercise at uh, reversitrol was being to improve physical performance, heart function, and muscle strength. I think reversitrol, you know, what I mean, could help patient population who want to exercise but are physically in- incapable. He says reversitrol could mimic exercise for them or improve the benefits of those a modest amount of exercise that they can do. Discussions over the health benefits of red wine have been made well documented. Studies have revealed that those who drink a glass of red wine a day are less likely to develop dementia or cancer. That's it. That's it. Start again. <clears throat> That's it's good for your heart, anti-aging, and can regulate blood sugar. Well, it's okay. 
Let's start getting pissed in the wine. Let's get the wine out and start getting drunk. Okay. <sighs> I tell you, I do wonder who makes you studies. You do wonder. You do really do wonder. Um, so, um, as I say, you don't want to go to the gym anymore. Save, just go and get a bottle of red instead. And go from there. Um, right. Next on the news section, another thing from another thing from China. Right, another thing which is quite common at the moment that people are talking about. Um, it's all anti-smoking campaigns, anti-smoking, and how what is the best way to try and stop people from smoking to kick the habit. Whether it's been pictures of lungs or body parts that after they've been diseased by what happens when you smoke. China's latest anti-smoking campaign is, is probably one to beat. What they've, they're simply showing uh, on the packaging blackened lungs. Actual lungs that um, it's like it's like with Tory how, how do you okay, with Tory bank ventures preparing to rebel against plans for um, plain packaging on cigarettes with many saying it will be either not affect the number of young people smoking or lead to the rise of cheap counterfeits, perhaps the UK should look over the East as, uh, for anti-smoking inspiration. Smoking is still uh, an ever-present habit despite numerous global trend, trends such as public smoking bans. Even the President of the United States, Barack Obama, needs nicotine gum during import, important international ceremonies to lessen his urge to sneak a cheeky drag. Um, basically, so perhaps a video aired on Chinese television channel CCTV, not closed circuit television, uh, last week in the next stage of the anti-smoking drive, it shows a series of images, a damaged lung highlighting the long-term damage smokers and past smokers face from tobacco smoke. One particularly frightened sight shows a pair of lungs with a black spot dotted all over them, almost like they are covered in tiny chocolate chips. A, a grim reminder of the horrible effect of the habit, if certainly puts many of the health warning images that uh, adorn cigarettes packages in the UK to shame. The abnormal look of one lung is sure to be more effective than a picture of a, a sagging cigarette representing the danger of impotence. So, simple fact is they're showing the lungs that obviously kind of healthy lungs, you don't really see that, but black spots what is actually happening to your lungs uh, when you're having a wee, a wee puff. So I would say it's probably, I mean, how, how far can we actually go? What is going to, what is actually going to happen or, or what is going to, should I say, what we're we going to actually have to do to actually really hit the message home to people to try and stop smoking? So that's the question. So obviously, the more people who smoke, it's causing them health problems, it's going to knock on effect the NHS, and so on and so on. So, uh, yeah, I want to get, I want to reply to how, how would you do it? How would you, what campaign would you do to stop smoking? So hit, give it, hit us up on the hat and Ramsey at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. Um, next, let's, have you heard the new way at, people are stealing in Asda? As the stores, um, but down south, because as the a lot of the Asda stores have post offices within their stores, and a lot of them have their 
post box within the inside of their stores. So what people have been doing <laughs> is uh, basically the it's uh oh, it's, it's quite it's tell you brass neck I will say these guys have got um they've obviously cracked cracked the scam uh, and as the store has been forced to relocate its stock of envelopes so obviously they've been getting their envelopes uh people have been the, the crafty thieves use them to push stolen swag from inside the shop staff cracked the scam after noticing an inordinate amount of padded envelopes and post post Postage boxes going missing from the in-store post office. They, they sussed the shoplifters were using the envelopes to package up new release DVDs and CDs and send them home from the post office counter reports the Liverpool, Liverpool Echo. It's obviously Liverpool. So the envelopes had been been moved or kept in the entertainment counter on the other side of the store uh, and bit in Cheshire, um, here there, uh, what they've done is one of the local Facebook page, Jenny Barker, commented, uh, who would have thought that, that they were such cl uh, clever criminals in, uh, in, the, in the area. So uh, other shoppers made light of the situation uh, and they said, haha, class, first class. And as uh, as the spokesman from that small number of customers were posting items to themselves using the in-store post office, they said we take shop uh, shoplifting very seriously and work with the local police to ensure these this doesn't happen in our stores. Uh, that allows us to continue to offer the low prices that customers expect from us. So basically what they're doing is they're basically getting the envelopes, chucking a DVD in them, fastening it all up and posting it in-store in while nicking it in-store. And when the time it gets posted, hmm, happy days. So you're not actually getting caught nicking it in a sense. Um, it just, it's, oh, talk about, talk about, it's not often you get a, a brain, a intellectual criminals these days. But I tell you, it's certainly an uh, interesting way of doing it. So I do it, but we do not encourage stealing in any way on this show. So if you want to buy something, go to Amazon, go to Asda, buy it online properly, and pay by cash. So we don't, so we don't condone these 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 criminalities. Shocking, shocking. But as I say, <laughs> not a bad. They've obviously come up with a good idea, but don't 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 repeat it, please. End up in jail. Not good. Um. So. What's next? Oh, this oh, this is I tell you I have to say this is the one. Um, last one I'm going to be. This is the last story, but a little bit of the news. A few weeks ago, two weeks ago, um, whoever's in basically I think it was in, who's in Sterling. Um, yeah, no, I don't think it was, it actually was. Anyway, there was a summit. It was actually in fact tell it, reading story. If I read it properly, I have read it, but. In Edinburgh, uh, there was a breastfeeding conference. Now, breastfeeding conference uh, in Edinburgh, where <laughs> and the mothers who were attending this breastfeeding conference were not allowed to breastfeed. So, so, uh, so basically, just to read you the story here, uh, the Scottish government backed event. Basically, the Scottish government who were backing this event. Uh, shifting, it's called Shifting the Curve, sharing the challenging Challenge Breastfeeding Summit was widely criticised after mothers who were told there it would be not be appropriate for them to breastfeed at the venue. So basically, you, you could a breastfeeding conference, mothers who could turn up, couldn't, okay, let's whip it out, whip out the old uh, watermelon and uh, give the baby some on-tap on milk. Uh, so, so basically, you can go. I mean, you, 
bonkers. Let's go to a breastfeeding. And breastfeeding conference, you're welcome to come, but you can't breastfeed. I can just see these kids sitting there going, what? If you think of Three Men and a Baby when Bruce Willis, long, long, old film, old film. Bruce Willis was doing the voiceover for the baby and thinking, oh man, you're going to a breastfeeding conference and you can't breastfeed. That just sucks, man. I'm going to, I can't get my milk on tap. That's just not good. I think it's time for screaming time. I'm going to make noise. Because you can't get some food. I'm going to be one hungry baby. Oh, you just imagine that? Crumbs. Talk about bon bonkers. So, unfortunately, babies couldn't be fed. I bet that was it. I bet that went down well. My goodness. Don't, as you say, don't cry over spilt milk. Anyway, moving on. On that one. So, um... <laughs> just a bonkers. Can't breastfeed at a breastfeeding conference. Totally bonkers. So anyway, so about politics. A little bit of politics. Uh, SNP. What do people think of SNP creating a, a state guardian for your children? So basically, instead of going to the parent, they want to. They have to go to someone else, and they'll allocate somebody a state guardian for your child. Yes. Um, so, what do you think of that? Do you think that's right? Uh, do you think that? It's, um, I mean, if you're, do you expect you want your child to come to you if there's a problem or something going on, or do you think um, it's right that you have appointed a state guardian? So, what do you think of that? I think it's wrong. I think kids should go to their parents. So there's something they should talk to the mum and the dad. If there's something wrong, or and take it, and shouldn't not some random stranger who's being appointed. Um, it's like is social is social care that knackered? Is it that for your child? Is it that wrong? Or I mean, give us your view on the hatrick and Ramsey at gmail dot com. Let us know what's going on. Um, and tell us. Yeah. So it would be good to hear from you. Get some feedback. Um, but so we have coming up. On our show, we have Colin Beatty, who is an MSP for the Scottish National Party, uh, Scottish Parliament. He'll be coming in the show in a few few weeks. I'll be interviewed, so we're getting a bit of feedback on what's the SNP's manifesto coming up with the general election coming up in May, uh, and what their targets are, what their aims are. Uh, also talking a bit more on these the, the state guardian, and also maybe talking even asking questions about why. How did the SNP manage to underspend 440, um, 444 million, hey, it was 400 million quid anyway. How did they manage to underspend over millions of pounds on their budget? So you get a budget and you underspend it, great. So where did the money go? I'm just wondering, they go in expensive tea and biscuits, feed the meetings, tray sandwiches, a couple of grand, yes. And that, that should do. We can afford it. We've underspent this year. Great. So, let's talk politics. It's heating up. 100 days. So go. Ed Miliband's getting on the high horse. So basically saying that if, if, if people who vote SNP are simply saying they will keep David Cameron in the in government, uh, he's refusing to uh, state. He's basically refusing to. Uh, as he doesn't want a hung parliament, so he's refusing to acknowledge that. He wants to make sure it's a win. So, well, UKIP are certainly another thing about uh, well, not UKIP, but as I say, in general, in daily politics was uh, watching. 
wee clip they're talking about the Euro uh, Greece situation in Greece at the moment if Greece simply get kicked out or they opt to leave the Euro and they maybe go back to the drachma I think that will be probably a better option I would say personally because they still be standing on their own two feet because they're potentially at the moment they could become a, a third world country because the way things are going it's not very good and to be honest with you I think if they went back to the drachma they'd at least be able to run their economy a bit better and they'll be able to, well, things will be a lot better for tourists going over there, holding and not having to worry about the euro, because euro is just getting worse. Um, you're getting more for your money because everything is going downhill. So, uh, so if they go, if they go back to the drachma and their economy grows, do you think other countries will follow suit and say, right, see you later, we're out of here, bye? Because all it was the original, the euro came about because it was just a bunch of greedy. Uh, socialist businessmen coming in saying, right, let's start the euro and just be greedy just to get their butt, their their, their money uh, in their back pockets and just to, but it's going to, pardon the pun, it's going tits up really, so it's not going very well. So here's hoping that Greece, Greece do exit the euro and start doing very well, get back to what the, the country they used to be and basically show they can stand on their own two feet basically show other countries that the euro is not what it's cracked up to be to be honest with you it's time to go back to your own country currencies spain the peseta it, it was brilliant you go to spain for a holiday and everything was dirt cheap it's fantastic everyone it was brilliant the euro is just expensive now so but anyway so that's basically a ramsey ramble in a sense for a sad um thursday night podcast what i've been talking about can't remember how much how long we've actually been talking for because I've lost track of time. Um, twenty five minutes is that all? My goodness. Hmm. So, but yeah, it's all happening, all kicking off. Um, when it comes to politics, I want to say a big thank you for our recent uh, interviews. We had Antoinette Ross, we had Marianne Enrique, we talked about corruption. We had David Coburn, UKIP MEP for Scotland. We have had interesting bunch of uh, people to interview recently we hopefully to aim to gain more interesting people to talk to um, on our podcast show we thank you for um, just the how do you okay, we thank you for the influence that we've had from other podcasts listening to James Whale radio show fantastic show love it to bits brilliant to listen to um, very funny James Whale and Rob Oldfield fantastic duo on, on their show and, and brilliant uh, James Will is very good. I'm not sure if you like him or not, but um, his show is very funny. Um, I also like to listen to Talk is Jericho, which is Chris Jericho. If, you, if you're like into sport, if you're football or wrestling and that kind of thing, uh, I think his show is very good. He doesn't talk about wrestling, he talks about other stuff as well. Uh, but there's loads of stuff out there. James Dillingpole was very good, his interview recently uh, on his podcast. Um, so if you like these type of shows, yeah, I, I recommend having me listen to politics and bit of fun always get in, be always be entertained if you're a fly wish we were a fly in the wall for the james whale radio show podcast uh but there's plenty out there if you can recommend one we will happily publicize it we um so but you're certainly let's encourage other podcasters and help them out support them on the show on our show and to listen to them and tell us about something we may want to listen to and we will listen and give them a wee plug so i also like to say if there's any businesses out there if you're a business if you 
Greg, if you be advertised, you want to be publicised on our show, uh, give us a shout, handshakeandramsey at gmail.com. Uh, we will happily give you a call, we'll chat, and make a way that you can advertise, be advertised for a little, a very low cost uh, on our podcast show to help your business. Not expensive at all. Give us a shout, handshakeandramsey at gmail.com. Um, if you're a band, solo artist, give us a call. Uh, it helps if you're in Edinburgh. We're trying to, we are developing this at the stage we're at at the moment with our podcast. We're sort of sort of uploading them, sort of, but they should be streamed rather than downloadable. We are aiming to get a website done in the next few weeks. Well, we will be able to upload our episodes to iTunes and you'll be able to download them a lot quicker. Um, so, lots going on in the development of the Hattrick and Ramsey Unleashed podcast show. We're here to rock the podcast world. We're here to entertain you guys in the world, from America to Australia to Europe to United Arab Emirates to wherever you are in the world. Thank you for listening, whether it's Africa uh, or UK mainly. If you're these unknown people who or what different don't put the location on thank you again for listening wherever you are in the, in the world um but it's just the, just the ramsey in the hot seat tonight meeting up with the the partner in crime hugh hatrick on saturday maybe you're gonna be podcast um talking about stuff that's going on planning for our interview with colin Beatty of uh, who's an smp um msp so confusing all these letters just for the so scottish national party is the party he's with MSP is a member of the Scottish Parliament, just for those who are listening and don't know what all these letters mean. Um, lo- loads of things coming up. We're going to aim to get some really interesting guests uh, and make it fun and line up a few people to interview about their music. Um, so, as I say, Ramsey at gmail.com. Give us a shout. Listen to find our episodes on Podbean. We're uploading some excuse me, it's an indigestion when I'm talking at the same time, SoundCloud as well, give us some feedback, I hope you enjoy them, and please support us, uh, just give us, plug us all around the world, and let us know what you think. Thank you for listening to our, my little bit of a ramble, but certainly I'll be updated on what's been happening around the world in the news, and just a wee plug on what's coming up in our show. Um, been brilliant chatting, brilliant entertaining, brilliant to tell people about who what who we are. If you want to find out who we are, we'd love to tell you about who we are. We're just general Joe blogs, really, but we're wanting to entertain people in from Scotland to the world and tell you about us. So, thank you for listening. Thank you for having. Thank you for being a part of this interesting caffeine drugged up podcaster. Uh, not drugged, just the caffeine's the drug. Uh, probably got a bit. I think I've had a caffeine downturn now because I've calmed down a little bit. Uh, no more caffeine for me because I want to sleep. So, but anyway, um, have fun. Goodbye. Take care. Sleep well. Keep hungry. Thank you for listening to, as I say, to the Hattrick and Ramsey maniacs out there, our sexy beast listeners all around the world, brother. So. Thanks again, and goodbye, brothers and sisters. Bye-bye now.
The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is... Please note, the new number is...